something that you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. Pick something that's fun, something that you love, mm -hmm. and pick something that you want to share with others. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Talk with Taylor Living. I am Wendy Spinelli, the creative director at Taylor Living, and uh, oh, today it's actually just me. Uh, I don't have a co-host to introduce. Uh, I just kind of ended up that way. Before we get started, just a few announcements. Um, our business-to-business -business event that was supposed to take place last night was actually canceled because snow. Snow messes everything up. So we decided to reschedule. Uh, it will now be January 12th. So put that on your calendar. Come join us for a drink and talking with other businesses. It's a good time. And also, uh, the office, Taylor Living, will be closed between Christmas and New Year's. Whatever week that is. I'm sure you all know what it is. Um, but luckily, we have Brie Y with us, which means you will not be bored <laughs> with it being just me because she's super awesome. Love Brie. Love to have her as part of a uh, contributor to Tailored Living. Um, she provided the beautiful charcuterie boards that you see in the food section of our latest issue. Uh, she is an incredible human being. I will let her talk about um, her education and things that she had done before charcuterie by Brie. It was a side hustle that ended up being more than that and was really fulfilling in her life. Um, so without further ado, here is my interview with uh, Brie Wine. So tell me, tell me a little bit about how you grew up and what brought you, because you haven't been into Tri-Cities, you haven't lived in Tri-Cities your whole oh, life, right? Oh, girl, have I have. Oh, you have? Okay. Like, yes. it's funny because you and I have had like little interactions, which I've completely enjoyed, by the way. Like, you are so much fun to be around. Oh, same. Thank you. <laughs> but like, I don't think we've ever talked about like, where are we from? So anyway, so yeah, you've been here your whole life. I have. So go ahead and tell me about your growing up or how you met your husband or just whatever okay. you want to share I about can your do personal that. life. I can awesome. totally do that. So okay. you know what? I am a third generation Tricidian. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, I am a native of the Tri-Cities. My grandparents raised my parents here, both uh -huh. my maternal and paternal. Uh -huh. And my parents, they raised my sister and I here. And so wow. I have family here. This is my stomping grounds. And a lot of people oh. are shocked by that because yeah. for some reason, they think I'm a transplant and I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, no, so sorry to disappoint. I was... Born and raised here. Wow, like I feel like I've, I've met so few people who have actually been born and raised here. I feel like there's a lot of people who come into Tri Cities, myself included. Um, so yeah, that's really cool. You have multiple generations in one area. I feel like that's less common nowadays, or maybe I've just moved around so much that I just don't know. No, do I, I would completely agree. But yeah, I was born and raised here in Pasco, and I went to Pasco High School. Go Bulldogs! Yeah. Class of 2000. Oh, wait. Did I just give away my age? Uh, okay. Let's edit that out. Don't but worry. no, I, yeah, um, Pasco girl um, went away to Washington State University. Um, I was an athlete, so I got a full scholarship for track and field. Nice. And, and was that in Pullman? It was in Pullman. Okay. Yes, I love Pullman. Field. Home yeah. away from home. I know. Pullman's the best. Isn't it? And I got to say, go Cougs. Absolutely. So went up to Pullman, um, track and field, and that's where I met my husband. My husband 
played football for WSU. So cool. I was on the track team with his sister, and the rest is stars. history. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we've been married for 17 years, uh-huh. and we have three kids. We've got a freshman in high school, and we have a middle schooler, a sixth grader, that's my son, mm-hmm. and then our youngest is a first grader. She's in elementary school. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So first grade, sixth grade, and Freshman in high school. Right. So, okay, wh- which high school can I ask? Yeah, Kamaikan. Kamaikan. Okay, cool. Yeah. I have a freshman too at Oh, South that's Ridge. right. I yeah. knew that. Yeah, it's funny. I also have a sixth grader and a first grader. I have a couple more, you know, scattered in between there. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, we got oh, some stuff in common. I don't know if I realized that, but we do. We've yeah. got a kid in every school, girl. Yeah. Holding it down. Right? So, <laughs> does everybody get home at different times? Oh, and yes. Like, you know they do. That? You know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah. It's yeah, a balancing act for sure. Yeah. But. And then on Wednesdays, you're like, wait a second, you're not supposed to be home yet. Like, oh, yeah. Early release, baby. And right? Then, well, then the high school schooler like, came home early the other day. And I'm like, yeah. wait a second, why are you here right now? <laughs> yeah. I guess there's just once a month, you know? And oh, my goodness. Keeping track of it all, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So you went to college for track and field. Um, did you finish up college? What, I did. Yeah. So I do? double majored in sociology and criminal justice. And yeah, and then I got my master's degree in social work. Oh my gosh. Okay. So not only did you finish, you have a master's degree. That is so awesome. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your career path since then. So what's so interesting is that I was just sharing this with a friend the other day, but my first job out of college, I was actually a drill instructor at a juvenile offender boot camp. Just, yes, girl, just outside of the Tri-Cities in Connell. Uh So that was basically my first real job in my field of choice. That is so interesting. And I loved it. Uh, That's where I gained my experience working with juvenile offenders. And I just really loved the counseling part of it, which is why I decided at that point that I wanted to go back and get my master's degree. Uh And so from there, I became a parole counselor Uh um, or officer, I should say. I was a parole officer for teens. Uh And currently I am a supervisor for child protective services. Wow. Okay. So tell me what was it about being um, uh, in that first job with your juvenile correction um, place a center was it yeah juvenile, juvenile you can say facility okay, for facility, sure something. okay so tell me what was it about that experience that made you go like "Ooh, i love this um and want to go back and to school and do that what was it you know i think it was really just working with the youth there were so many that just didn't have the opportunities they didn't have the home life to really thrive and get the support they needed and i just saw how well they did with the structure that was being provided at the military boot camp and they were doing well yeah. They had the support. That's so good to know had, that yeah. it was actually helping. Like Absolutely. So often, like, oh, they're going down that line. They're never going to get better. Mm-hmm. That's It's easy to think that way. But you, being in the system, were right. like, wow, this is actually helping. Oh, yeah. It was working. And they were making better choices. And mm-hmm. when, they li- they, when they left, I stayed in contact with still some. I still have some that are adults that I'm still in contact with today. So just... amazing experience but I wanted to be a part of that and I wanted to continue to help families and in youth as much as I could yeah Yeah. that's so crazy because I'm actually going to be doing an interview with communities and schools um, here pretty soon and uh, it's it's all about yeah helping these kids get into an environment where they can thrive right um so amazing like right up the same alley very cool all right so um 
you went back and got your master's and then you started working at you're a parole officer, but you, yeah. felt, you said counselor. So does well, so do you also help them, or how did that? That's go? correct. And yeah. so I actually was a parole counselor officer for the state, and so we actually had, you know, a different model um, of wanting to meet with the family, working with the family when the youth were released, mm-hmm. and just making sure that everything they learned while they were incarcerated mm-hmm. that they were able to apply and generalize to the community when they returned home. And so it was a matter of engaging everybody and teaching the family and reminding the youth. And I loved that part of it. Um, but yeah, it was it was a great position and I, I loved working with teens. Wow, so do you feel like it was pretty successful to get them to have these habits that they had when they got home? Did you feel like they had that continued support at home or was it kind of hit or miss? It just kind of depends. What did you, what do you think? It depends. Um, it's hard when you're coming back to the community, especially when you're coming back to the same friends, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Familiar, um, locations and places that you frequented before you went in. And so for those that were motivated and had really, really strong, supports, mm-hmm. family, uh, mentors, they were able to turn it around yeah. and to keep going, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, but there were those that fell back into old habits. Which, and Which is expected. Back. Yeah. Because, yeah, it yeah. is hard. Change is always hard, right? right. Um, I had an old mentor that used to say, choose your pain. You know, you can choose, oh, I love that. choose to stay the same and, and be in that environment or choose the pain of change. Right. They're both hard, right? So, um, yeah, that's incredible. Okay, and so now you're a, a CPS uh, officer? Supervisor. Or? Supervisor, supervisor. Okay. I am. Okay, so that's your full-time gig. That's correct. Okay, so, wow, you have oh. had this in- incredible, enriched background, and that's incredible. Let's talk a little bit about charcuterie. Oh, fun. <laughs> All right, so you have been... An incredible, actually, you've contributed in more ways than one to this last issue. <laughs> that was so much fun. Yeah, so not only did Brie um, provide these incredible charcuterie spreads and um, that food article, uh, you're also a hand model. Oh, yes. <laughs> hand model for our, um, our you know, our nail polish picks for different skin tones and um, which was, which was fun. I actually didn't get to shoot that one, which made me kind of sad, but <laughs> it's fine. We had so much fun. When, so much fun. I yes, loved it. Yes. It was so fun. Like, uh, so Brie brought in a be- big, beautiful platter and then we had a, like a small wreath and, um, that was just gorgeous. And it was Christmas in July, so, girl. Christmas in yes, July. <laughs> yes, it was July, but we had these beautiful, um, Christmas spreads to photograph. And so I have to say was, that was some of my most favorite uh, photography in the whole issue. Oh, thank and you. And I know, I know Brittany says the same. Like, mm-hmm. that is her most favorite in this issue for sure. Is it because so. you got to eat it after? Uh, Tell the truth. Tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it helps. It helps. No. Um, anyway, so we love what you do. Uh, charcuterie is becoming more and more popular over the last, you know, like five years or so. Oh, yeah. Um, so my husband, my, my family, we've done charcuterie on Sundays for the like last 10 years. And so it's kind of been kind of a 
a crazy thing to be like, wait, other people are doing this? What? <laughs> You're like, this I is thought, a thing? <laughs> I thought this was our thing because, you know, Mediterranean um, ties and things. So um, tell me a little bit, how did you get interested in doing charcuterie? Like, this is so different than than your main, um, than oh, your main career. It is so, so different. How did this happen? How did we get oh, here? <laughs> girl, that is such a good question. So I'll have to tell you this, and you're probably going to laugh, but... Like I said, I was an athlete, right? I did not have any type of creativity, interest in the arts. My mom is so crafty and Mm -hmm. she bakes and she's just the best cook and she sews, she's the best seamstress. And I just remember growing up, she used to look like at me and like, hey, did you wanna do this? Do you wanna learn how to sew? Do you wanna learn how to make these cards? Yeah, no, I'm good. And Uh so it's just so funny to me that I found my little creativity in cheese and charcuterie. Like, it's crazy. Uh But one day, I it was pretty much right before COVID or right when COVID hit, went to a friend's house, another friend brought a charcuterie board and I'm looking at it like hey that's cool and it had all my favorite things Mm -hmm. and it was all in one place and I'm like we all know that we see the ones at the store and you can just grab it but this one was amazing and Mm -hmm. I'm like I think I can do that Mm -hmm. okay so we went on a family vacation to Utah probably months after and my sister-in-law said hey Brie can you bring something to the dinner I'm like sure like I'm gonna make one of those cheese boards so I threw something together and I brought it Mm -hmm. and they were like whoa that is beautiful like that is so cool and we joked about you should sell these and it was totally it was hilarious (laughs) because it was my first board and I'm looking like oh maybe I did do a good job and Uh so that's pretty much how it all started. Really? Yeah. yeah. And so I came back to the Tri-Cities and I just started making them for fun, making them for friends and family. And before mm-hmm. you know it, I was making it for people that I didn't even know. And yeah. that's that's how things started. Right. So yeah. you just had the, like this natural, it just rolled out very naturally, right? Like word of mouth and people telling it each did. other. And then suddenly you're like, oh, this is taking up time. And and resources and I, I got a charge for this, right? Right? Well, you know, I have a really good friend. Um, she owns a salon in Richland. And she asked me, Brie, what, what have you been up to? And I'm like, oh, I've just been making these cheese boards. And I showed her the picture and she's like, I want one and I have an event on this day and I'm paying you. Uh And I need you to do this for me. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. This is just for fun. You know, this is, you know, just. It's not for real. No, it's not for real. This is just a fun little thing. She's like, no, I really need you to do this. Can you do this for me? And I'm like, okay. So she was my first paid client. And that's when everything took off, I guess, from there. This episode is brought to you by Experience 46 Degrees. Okay, did you know that the Tri-Cities is the same latitude as the Burgundy and Bordeaux regions of France? Like, no wonder! We have an awesome wine country! With over 200 wineries and three rivers, it's easy to get overwhelmed with the mass of events happening. Experience 46 Degrees is here to curate your Tri-Cities itinerary to make the most of your time here. Let them personalize a trip to match your tastes, budgets, and preferences. Visit experience46degrees.com today! Oh, that yeah. is, oh my gosh, I love it when it's just this natural, 
you know, just this natural progression. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to force it. That's, I feel like that's when you know something's right. Something's, you know, going to do a good thing for you because it just right. happens and it's so natural and it's great. And so I have to tell you, um, so I moved to Tri-Cities. It's been like a year and a half now, a year and a half ago. And our mutual friend, Deidre, yes. um, as like a housewarming gift or right when we got there, I, I don't know if it's housewarming, whatever. <laughs> She brought us. She brought us um, a cute little box of a charcuterie by Brie, and I was like, "This is so cute!" And my kids love the honeycomb. Oh, my kids yes. are obsessed with honeycomb, and so I love that you do the comb and um, and just these cute little things that bring it up a level, right? Oh, thank you. Um, it's, elevate. Yeah, <laughs> no, there. It's funny because I once I uh, got this charcuterie. I was in a hurry. There's like this little stand. I don't remember what they were called. Um, but I got it and I was like, this is like the American version. (laughs) It it. was not yours. It didn't, like, it was, it was like American cheese and Ritz crackers. And I'm like, this, um, I I don't know. I don't know. I think I need Breeze because this isn't, this isn't happening. Not cutting it, huh? Not cutting it. So anyway, it was just kind of funny, um, when that happened. Okay. So, um, got how it started and how you got interested. So do you have, okay, things happen so naturally for you, but just wondering, do you have any advice for someone who wants to start their own side hustle? Like what are some things that you've learned from, from uh, going this direction? You know, that's a great question because it really truly was supposed to be a side hustle, but mm-hmm. now it feels like it's a main course. Really? Okay. <laughs> it just, it just seems like it takes so much time. And so what I would share with someone that wants to start a side hustle is, you know, first and foremost, pick something that you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. Pick something that's fun, something that you love, Mm -hmm. and pick something that you want to share with others. But then also I would share, have patience. Because you are going to have to do a lot of research. You're going to have to probably ask for some support um, and which is totally fine, but just have some patience and give yourself some grace and learning mm-hmm. how to start a business and grow a business. Because like I always share with people, I do not have an MBA. I have an MSW. I do not know what I'm doing half the time, but I am so grateful for other small businesses and other people that have mentored me. And it's been just a great journey. Yeah. Okay. So what about time management because if this feels like a full-time thing oh, do you girl. work your other job full-time or is that I do you do okay yes I have two right. full-time gigs that's oh, what it feels goodness. like and three kids and I and I and I can only do it with the support of my family my friends uh it's a juggling act but we're yeah. moms girl you know oh we, absolutely you know we know how to do it and yeah. that's that's what I have to do I have to set boundaries mm-hmm. um and so sorry, guys. I have said no a lot. Mm. And hey, that's hard because I was always a yes person. Like if yeah. someone's like, Brie, can you do this? Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And it was hard for me to turn somebody away. But I'm mm. at the point now where I have to set those boundaries yeah. and I have to make sure that I'm taking care of me too and Absolutely. you know, having that balance. So are you more of a schedule person or like a fly by the seat of your pants. I only ask because I'm very much, uh, let's just see how today goes, right? And when I was doing multiple businesses, like that's, that's not great for a lot of people. Um, I'm just not usually a schedule person. How, how, so how do you manage things? Do you write I'm stuff a schedule down person. that that's probably why you're successful? Oh gosh. <laughs> 
So anyway, go ahead. Okay, so you're a scheduled person. I am. Um, do you like to take bite-sized pieces of lots of things every day, or are you like, today is this, or or how's your schedule I go? like to take a look at the week or the month mm-hmm. and plan accordingly. So mm-hmm. I love to do that, but I am fine with change and pivoting when I need to. Yes, but having the flexible, outline, having yeah, a having a great outline, yes, yes, with a little bit of flexibility. Right. Oh my gosh, yep, that, right. that uh, is such a good way to go. Um, okay, so what in this process brings you joy? Um, when you're, is it when you're creating something it, like new? Like, does it feel artistic? Do you, like, yes, just tell me, it is an outlet for me. Yes. I absolutely love it. I love to try new things. I love to just see the joy on people's faces when they say, oh, this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, it's just like a proud mama when I, <laughs> when I hand off a board. I absolutely just enjoy everything about it, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's, it's just been a, it's just been a great yeah, and that makes sense. That it's your artistic outlet, your thing. <laughs> it started like, I'll go over here and do this, but, you know, it takes a lot more time um, <laughs> now. But, you know, yeah. Right. There's always those little parts in the process that make you feel like, okay, this is why I'm doing it, right? This yes. is This is why I'm putting up with the other stuff I don't enjoy so much because I get to do this thing. So true. And I get to see the joy on people's faces. Yes. Like, I don't care if you are, what industry you're in, bringing people joy is such a big thing isn't it though absolutely i agree yeah um okay so are you are you into any like cooking or baking or oh um, no girl yeah no <laughs> well and it's so funny because i do charcuterie boards a lot of people think that i like to host i don't <laughs> i am not like a host i it's hard for me to even you know, throw parties. But when I do, you better mm-hmm. believe I do them top notch because oh, I love yeah. birthdays. So I will do it for my kids. Uh-huh. But for just everyday type of thing, um, hosting is not my thing, but I will bring the best board. Yeah. Believe that. Oh, heck yes. Okay, so tell me a little bit. What what are your favorite things to put on a board? Okay, so for right now, I just have to share, and it was featured in that article, but... Hello, sugared, covered cranberries or candied cranberries or however you like to refer to them. Mm-hmm. I love them. Mm-hmm. They're pretty. They're like sparkling little jewels when you put yes. them on the board. Yes. But what's also great about it is that it just elevates any holiday dish. You can put it in a cocktail or a mocktail, whatever your choice may be, but just skewer it, lay that on top of a glass or just pop them into the beverage itself and it will just set off any party. Mm. So... Cranberries yes. is a must. Okay. And pomegranates, girl, oh, that's my jam. I will eat them with a spoon. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Do you know how to like break it open? Oh, yes. Like, the perfect. I've seen a couple yes. different ways where I'm like, dang. I will show you. So beautiful. I, they are so pretty. And I yeah. recently actually just did a uh, grazing table for a holiday party and I used them throughout the table just to add a little bit of a holiday flare and they're just so pretty mm-hmm. so pretty absolutely and tasty. yes okay um so okay so something that we are that we ask everybody is what's something you're obsessed with right now it doesn't have to be about about food or whatever what's something that you're just like this right now makes me so happy oh, <laughs> i think this is going to be uh <laughs> 
Um, this might be, depending on who you're talking to. Um, right now, Elf on the Shelf is making me happy. And like I say, really? I know, I really know that for a lot of parents, it's painful. But let me share this. Okay. We've had Elf on the Shelf from the beginning. So it started with my oldest child, who is now 15. And my second oldest is 12. So my youngest is six. So why it brings me joy is because the older two know that the elf does not have any magic. So yeah. they are now helping in moving oh, the elf yeah. and helping bring their sister joy. Mm -hmm. And that makes me happy. Everyone's yeah. in the holiday spirit. Everyone is wanting to protect this magic for the little girl oh. in the house. And I telling you it brings us together and I just love it so right now that's my favorite thing oh my gosh that, that, that's what traditions are about right so it's perfect yeah it's totally okay to it's still enjoy. a pain though I want you to know it's still a pain because if I wake up at midnight I'm like nobody moved the elf you know so but it happens, it happens but you know oh gosh no like that is what traditions are about and just oh yeah bringing you guys all together that is awesome um okay so Okay, we talked about the shoot day a little bit, um, getting together. So on that day, we had Rosemary was here and Brittany was here. And I want to say uh, Mary was in and out. Right. Um, but we had like perfect lighting that day. Um, food was so good. And our nails were on point. Oh, I know. <laughs> perfect red color. Right. Um, so uh, I was able to bring a bunch home to my family because... It was a really big platter, and we're like, bring stuff home. <laughs> we're like, yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure my husband made like fresh bread that night to go with it. Like, good stuff. Can we talk about you for a second, though? Yeah, because sure. you were amazing with the fondant. I'm sorry. Oh. Like, this might be like a little trade secret, but no, we, could talk we about could it. not find fresh cranberries in July. And yeah. so I'm like, holiday, sugared cranberries. We need it. We need it for this shoot. And yeah. you came through like the hero and the super and the bad that you are. <laughs> and oh, you man. came up with the fondant cranberries, which were perfect. And they looked amazing on camera. So, yeah, hey. Uh, yeah. So, hey, if you don't have something, you know, it's a photo shoot. You just, you, you gotta, gotta do something that makes it look like it was the real thing. Um, so, thank you. And that was like a, that was like a midnight idea. <laughs> I was like, really, really want this. What are we going to do? And next time, if anybody, if anybody listening is going to um, photograph sugared cranberries, you don't necessarily have to go get fondant. Um, I'm pretty sure Play-Doh. Play-Doh would have <laughs> oh, been the yes. same thing, right? And a little easier to, to anyway. Um, but yes, thank you. That was fun. That was fun. Um, so yeah, a little secret to readers. Those aren't the actual cranberries. But it doesn't matter because you don't have to taste them. <laughs> Behind the scenes. Behind, Behind the, the scenes. scenes. Yeah, what you do for photo shoots. Is there anything new coming up? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so I'm so excited to be actually hosting my very first charcuterie class. So very nice. Yes. So so many people, um, so many customers have asked, Brie, can you do a class? Can you do a class? And I've been a little bit hesitant to do it, but you know what? There's no time like the present. So I decided let's just go for it. And I'm excited to so cool. teach some charcuterie skills oh and God. to help people elevate their game and be the hostess with the mostest. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so when does that start? It is tomorrow, actually. Oh my gosh. Yes, okay. my garden overfloweth. <laughs> it was is amazing. And so we are going to be at their um, shop 
tomorrow mm-hmm. for two um, charcuterie workshops, but it won't be the last. I think I'll continue to offer so them. Doing it. Yeah. Oh, okay, so two workshops. So are they different types of charcuterie? No, so doing? we're doing just two different times. Oh, so two different we're times. doing gotcha. a morning and we're doing an afternoon just to, you know, make sure we're catching everybody. Oh, I and love it. yes, oh, so that's I'm so excited. Exciting. It's going to be a holiday themed Christmas board and looking forward to seeing everybody tomorrow. Oh, so. that's so great. Thank you so much for being here today and with you talking about how you've had to start saying no to people, that makes me feel like even more grateful that you said Aww. yes to I'll always say yes to you guys. You guys have been so good to me. It's been so fun. It's a party every time. <laughs> yeah, so good to have you here. Um, so how can people find you if they want to... Uh, find charcuterie by Brie. Oh, absolutely. So I'm on social media platforms. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram, charcuterie by Brie. You can also hit me up on an email address and I am working on a website. So stay tuned for that coming soon for 2023. Nice. (laughs) So anyway, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, Thanks for having me. Yes. And I can't wait to see what you do in the future. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Talk with Tailored Living. If you know someone you'd like us to interview, let us know via social media at tailoredlivingmagazine.com. And if you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. If you're interested in advertising on the podcast, send us an email at hello at tailoredlivingmagazine.com. That's tailored with a Y, T-A-Y-L-O-R-E-D, livingmagazine.com.